Welcome back, folks. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. I'm Nate. And I am Paul. And together we're Nate and Paul. And we <laughs> we get together every once in a while and we talk about things Christians want to know. And the last few weeks we've been talking about parenting. Definitely something we all need to know. It's so, a big one. Uh, I've been a parent for 11 and a half years now. I have for... Forty-two years, right? Yeah. And I would say I know more now than I did 11 and a half years ago. Congratulations. But I do not feel any more like I'm there. <laughs> Let me say, I, I as an outsider looking in, that Nate and Sarah are doing a great job with their kids. And if you wanted to find out... Come to Lydia House some Sunday morning where their daughter is on the worship team and she is probably nine or nine, ten, nine yep. years old and she's very poised. She writes worship songs she does. and uh, words and music. So I would say that you are doing fairly well. We try. Yeah, uh, I, I rely on the Lord for most of it. We also just have really great kids. And I I try to look at it as we have great kids as opposed to we're great parents. And I hope all parents can see it that way. That's neat. That their kids are great. Well, do they exasperate you? Of course they do. Do they make mistakes? Of course they do. Do they spill and wreck things and, and yell and punch each other? You know, all the other stuff kids do. Yes, yes, yes. But they're still incredible people now, but also incredible people in the making that we as parents get to be a part of that process. And That's a great outlook. Um, I, I honestly feel honored to be a part of raising my three kids. Wowie-zowie. Because they are three incredible people who are going to make incredible spouses mm. and hopefully incredible parents. And, and you're probably telling them that. I do tell them that. That's so good. And and not not to just puff up their self-esteem. I'm, I'm not, not actually a fan of the whole self-esteem is the most oh. important thing in a kid's life oh, philosophy. Yeah. I don't believe that's true. Entitlement. Entitlement. I, I do not teach them that they can do anything they want and be anything they want. <laughs> yes. I teach them that they, they should do whatever God is telling them to do. And that that's a big difference between yes. I can do whatever I want. And, but instead of that, I should do what God is telling me. And you can't do whatever you want. I can't be a pro golfer because mm -hmm. I'm not good at golf. You know, like, like there's a lot of things I can't do. Tons of things that I can't do. Yes. Most of the things that I want to do, I can't do. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to do a lot of different things. I wanted mm -hmm. to go to West Point. As as a uh, high school, I applied there. I applied there, and I, you know, couldn't get in because of my physical disability. And so, there's a lot of things that I can't do. I can't be outside when it's really hot because of my physical problem. There's a lot of things I can't do that I want to do, and I learned that early on because of my physical disabilities. I was disabled from doing certain things that I wanted to do. Uh, my kids don't have that issue, and so. We have to sh to let them know, hey, th there are things that you're just not going to be able to do. Don't feel bad that you're not good at this or that you're not good at that. That's okay. Um, but you will do whatever God wants you to do. And what that what God does want you to do, what he calls you to do, will be in line with your gifts. Good. And so, like, 
I've told Kaylee, she's a worship leader. She's, she was born a worship leader. She has woken up singing since she was two years old. She's been making up worship songs since she was two or three years old. And so she's, that's just who she is. And, and I, I don't say, force her to do it, but. But I say congratulations to you because you put her on the worship team at nine years old. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. That's an example to parents because she should be. She's a singer. She writes music. She's got a good voice. She's poised. I watched her last Sunday, and she was just really into it with her her uh, head waving back and forth, just into the song and not self-conscious. She loved being there. Yeah. So you did the right thing, Dad. And, you know, we... We have a pretty high percentage of kids at Lydia House, and I want parents to see, hey, your kids can be involved in church. Good, good, good. Church isn't for adults and isn't a place for adults to do stuff and kids to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And that's in a previous church that I served. I was really concerned that I didn't want Andrew to grow up with the belief that the number one thing God wants from him is to shut up. (laughs) Because that's what church, many churches yes. unintentionally or intentionally <laughs> teach kids is be quiet. That's all parents say, be quiet. Now, don't embarrass me in front of all these Christians. <laughs> and it's, it's the church service. This is not a place to talk. Yes. This is not a place to enjoy yourself. <laughs> yes. it, you know, it's like, Shut uh, up be it's, quiet. The, if, if, if the parents would think, parents and pastors would think about what they're saying, they'd realize how silly and pharisaical it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um but I was really adamant that Andrew not learned that the number one important thing about church and the thing God wanted from him the most was to not be loud. I'm like, look at David. (laughs) I mean, like there's so many examples in the Bible, but that's not what God is after. Well, look at the example of Jesus. The disciples knew that the kids needed to grow up, but Jesus chose the kids over the disciples and said, you need to learn from them rather than tell these kids to grow up. Yep. Just the opposite of what we do in church. Yep. And I, I this this could be a rabbit hole, so I'm not going to go all the way down this hole. But Let's not. I think it might have been a mistake in the 70s and 80s to start taking kids out of church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm we not did. against Sunday school, mm-hmm. but a lot of churches... Even in worship, the kids are somewhere else, and and then the kids are they're just not a part of the community. And I wonder if maybe sometimes the kids shouldn't shouldn't be a part of things a little bit more. Um, I love it at Lydia House. We were just talking about this today, actually, uh, with Isaac that we have kids all over the place and they're running around in worship and we let them, we don't let them run wild, but we let them dance and we let them move around and be kids. And when you're around children, you can't not have a little more fun Mm -hmm. because kids know how to have fun and they are having fun when they worship and they're having fun in the children's sermon and they they are enjoying God, enjoying church, enjoying family, enjoying life. And aren't those all things we need to be able to do better? (laughs) Um, So I think we can learn from kids in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I have a kid's story. Good. Can I tell you? I bet Um, you you've heard it. You've probably heard it before. It's about... Your wife's sister, <laughs> yeah, who was sitting in the back seat. She was probably three or four. I don't know the exact age, but her grand, great, great, her grandparents were 
in the front seat. Phil was driving, Margaret, yep. and they had one of their rare moments. I've hardly ever seen it. and <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> they have a great marriage, folks. Yeah, it's, it's one that everyone should aspire to. And they had one moment of tension in the front seat. And the reason I'm telling this is that kids pick things up. Yes. They, they feel it. They can see it. They can hear it. And so Becca's in the back seat, and there's an interchange up in the front seat that makes her uncomfortable. And she speaks out, and she says, We not sad. We happy. White? <laughs> I love it. She wanted to change the environment. Yeah. And she did. She did. Right away. Yeah. As soon as she said Absolutely. that, that settled the matter and they got they they got peace right away yeah the kids can sense it yes and and the and tension's that, not fun it's not comfortable that says something that i th- i think you should say more about nate but one of the most important things that mom and dad can do for their kids is to love each other yes they know when they're loving each other, and when they aren't, it creates terrible, terrible insecurity yep. in the kids. Even if you're not fighting in front of them or yelling at each other or something overt like that, so you think, I'm not doing that, so we're, be- so we're being good. Yes. They sense it. They know when there's tension. Yeah. I mean, I think eventually, I think science will show how these things actually exist. But when there's tension between two people, it affects the atmosphere. There's something physical that happens. We don't have the science to see what it is that's going on, but it's something real. Animals can sense it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why animals can be such good caregivers for people who are suffering or sick. Um, And so there's real things happening. And when there's something going on between you and your, your husband, your wife, the kids know, and it doesn't feel good. That's right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel good. And so that's what my sister-in-law was feeling when she was three years old in the backseat of the car. She, they, I guarantee you, neither Phil nor Margaret said anything unkind to one another or, or even critical. I'd be absolutely flabbergasted if they had. And they definitely didn't raise their voice or use any choice words. But there was something happening. There was a disagreement or, or an offense or something going back and forth or starting to go back and forth so in the back seat that electricity or whatever you want to call it that negative energy sounds too hippie or something but like you know what i'm trying to say you all know what i'm trying to say because you've all experienced this that was sensed by that three-year-old and so she jumped in and changed the atmosphere and it was she so did. funny and so cute that they just laughed and laughed and they've been laughing about it for 35 years we tell that story all often. the time all the yeah. time and and we would say that to the kids too sometimes if there was tension in the in the car or tension went between us you know we'd look and we'd laugh at one of the kids and we'd tell that story so that, my kids know that story we not sad we happy white right? <laughs> exactly and and so, and Andrew would, would say that he would literally oh. quote that because <laughs> he knew the story so well that if I was upset about something or something didn't go right, or, you know, just life sometimes is a little hard and sometimes it's disappointing. And he'd come up and he'd give me a hug and he'd be like, we not sad, we happy, right? <laughs> and he'd just be quoting um, his aunt, but it was, and I'd laugh and that would, I, guess what? It would help. Sure. It would help whatever it was, sure. what was wrong. And so I, I do want to say to, to, Parents 
who are married and you have a spouse with you, wow, the way you treat your spouse is one of the most important things your kids will ever see in their entire life. Mm -hmm. Literally. If they see you treat your spouse with respect, with love, if they see you go out of the way to make their day better, to make them happy, to help them, and go ahead and tell them, this: I'm doing this right now because your mom's coming home soon, and wouldn't it be great if when mom came home, the house was all cleaned and picked up, so it felt nice and relaxing in here. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, so let's pick up. I do that kind of stuff all the time. Um, let them know that you're thinking about her or him. Good for you. When they're not there. Let them know um, that, oh, I'm just texting mom hi, or let, let them know, just... Let them see you love the other person. And I know sometimes loving another person isn't easy. And sometimes you don't feel like it. <laughs> but do it anyway for the sake of your kids. Because if they see you laying down your life for the other person, mm -hmm. they will automatically know that that's what it means to be a wife. That's what it means to be a husband. Do you know what Karen and I do? No. I bet you do. Mm. We go on dates. Yes. We go on dates every week. Out of out of 52 weeks, we probably hit 50. Mm -hmm. And the kids know that. They yep. knew when we were going. And they, they had fun seeing us leave. And uh, they do it now. They all make That's sure right. that they have date yep. night because mom and dad did it. My parents didn't do that. I wish they would have. Yeah. It's because so I think they needed it. It's hard when you have kids, especially little kids. It's hard to go on date night, but that's when it's the most required. Good grief. Get away from that little rug rat. Please. You'll love them more and be a better parent if you get away more often. Yes. Um, that's when it's really important. And we try to do it too. You guys are a great example to us because you, 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 you consider date night holy. And sacrosanct. And sometimes we'll try to plan events and somebody's like, I, I can't say yes. I have to ask Karen if we can move date night. <laughs> really? But Jesus just showed up at the door. It, it doesn't. Jesus will wait a minute until I talk to Karen. You know, um, it's it's amazing. And it's a really good example. And we we try to do that, too. And it's interesting because Andrew, Andrew could care less. Mm -hmm. You know, we come home. Andrew's like, you were gone. I didn't notice. You know, he's a boy typical oblivious but kaylee now at nine uh -huh. is getting much to my concern <laughs> she's yeah. getting really into this concept of romance and mm. and, and boys and girls oh, and all nine. this stuff yeah scary yeah. right scary um and so we come home and she's like so how was your date <laughs> where did, what did you do where did you go were you nice to mommy did you pull out her chair i don't know where she gets this stuff um and but she gets stuff is the point and so we are an example and I'm an example to Kaylee. I am the number one example to her of what a husband's supposed to be for a wife. Yeah. And that means that when she goes looking uh, consciously or subconsciously for a husband, mm -hmm. I am the bar. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Mm. And it had better be terrifying for you. Mm -hmm. For real. Mm -hmm. Your kids look to you and your spouse and that is what they're going to look for 
as a comparison. Not that they're going to want to marry someone exactly like you, but the way that you love your spouse, the way that you act, the way that you treat them, the things that you do for them, or do you do things for yourself and they just annoy you and you let everybody know that they're annoying you because they're getting in your way. How you act with them says everything to your kids. And that's the kind of person they're going to go out with and they're going to try to find, um, that should sober you up a bit. Yeah, it does. Um, and I hope it does. Mm-hmm. And the only response to it is to get on your knees. There you go and again. And say, oh my good Lord, help me. Come Please on. help me. Get on your knees. Because I want to be the example to my kids, mm-hmm. not just of a dad, which means I am as God to them. That's what it means to be a dad or a mom. You are mm-hmm. as God to your mm-hmm. kids. That's the way it was created to be. That's what it's supposed to be. You are also as a husband or wife to them because you're the example of that. And what that is supposed to be like. Home <clears throat> is me. meant to be the closest place on earth to heaven. Yes. Unfortunately, for many, it's closer to hell. Mm-hmm. And you are right, Nate, that we want we want them to experience the the extreme joy of being in a family where there's love, where there's forgiveness, where there's vulnerability, where there's truth told, where there's friendship, where there's responsibility, where there's accountability, all those wonderful qualities can happen in a home. And that could only happen if we are on our knees asking God to help us. That's right. So it's, it's really important how you treat your spouse um, around your kids. It's important how you interact with them. It's also important how you treat them and talk about them when your kids, when your spouse isn't around. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a common thing that I have seen, especially among dads who's, who have sons who are a little bit older, that in order to be funny, they'll sort of make fun of mom just a little bit. Yep. It's really common. And it I, it could be potentially really dangerous, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in our family, we all make fun of each other in an open and it's okay to do this way. But if people overstep, we're like, okay, that was a little too far. Here's why you can't do that. Because um, everybody in my family is humorous. And the, mm-hmm. the negative part about being a funny person is you can take funniness too far at someone else's expense. Mm -hmm. And so we try to workshop that all the time Sure, in in the family because that's happened before (laughs) Um, with our own kids and with them making fun of other people who then, oh, they got their feelings hurt because they didn't expect that to happen. And so it's, but I've seen it a lot with, with dads who make fun of mom when she's not there, but that, that I don't like that message. I don't think Mm -hmm. that's honoring or respecting mm-hmm. of the wife slash mother um, who's not there. I've seen it happen with wives who complain about dad when dad's not there. And the kids hear that. Yeah, They hear her complain about how he isn't considerate or doesn't think about this or he doesn't do that. Um, so it's, we all do it, I think, to one degree or another. We all certainly are c- capable of it. So I really want to s- just give a word. Don't complain about your spouse good. Good. in front of anyone. Yes honor your wife or your husband anywhere you go speak well of them intentionally speak well of them and i i I got caught doing this caught by the holy spirit i mean you know years and years ago sort of making fun of of sarah 
it, it, not in a bad way. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't think she would have been hurt by it at all, but in a way that wasn't honoring, right? And the Holy Spirit called me on it. And he and I discussed that over the period of a week or so and came up with the solution that every time I was about to say something that could be dishonoring to my wife, I would instead intentionally say something to prop her up. Cool. And make her look good. Yeah. Um, and apparently I started doing that a lot. And wow. then it just became a habit. Great. To speak well of my wife and to try to make her look good in front of other people and eventually my kids. Enough so that people have said it to me before. I love the way you talk about your wife when she's not here. And, and That's I, so neat. And I don't even notice that I really do it anymore. Um, but that that is what I think we're supposed to do. And I'm not trying to toot my own harm. The Holy Spirit led me to this through failure. Um, but you have don't complain about me. your kids. Don't complain about your um, kids around your kids. Mm-hmm. Don't complain about your firstborn around your youngest. Don't complain about your youngest around your older ones. Mm-hmm. Don't complain about your spouse around each other uh, around or around your kids. Like it just, those are the things that the devil can use to bring division in a family. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen things like that innocuous seeming things slowly pull a family apart as the kids get older and your natural hormones kick in and the the natural and in a way important angst between a child and parent starts to build and all those old animosities and talking behind backs and all that kind of stuff just spreads and it can get to a it can get to a place where you're like i don't know what happened but i don't know my kid anymore yeah and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And I've had parents come to me oh, in, in that condition and I feel so horrible for them. Terrible. Um, but it, it usually doesn't happen because of a catastrophic, catastrophic event. It happens slowly over time and how you treat and interact with your spouse and with the other kids um, has a big effect big on point. the family dynamic. Really important. And if we want home to be that safe place, mm-hmm. if we want home to be the closest thing to heaven that we experience on earth, then we are in charge of the atmosphere in our home. That's absolutely right. And I, I know some people would say it's the father's responsibility to take spiritual head of the house or it's the mother or it's both together. You know, I have my own beliefs on that and I don't care what, what yours is. If you're a parent, it's your responsibility. There you go. To take control of the atmosphere of that house. And if it is negative, come at it with positivity. If it is complaining, Deal with that. Come at it with thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to help you to combat it with its opposite, whatever that is in mm-hmm. the spirit. And he'll help you do that because your home should be a place that is safe, that is peaceful, that is loving. And if your kids know that that's what home is, and that that's what the parents are, that's what you are, that's what the family is, then they will come to you when they have problems. Well, they will come to you when they have temptations. They'll come to you when something happens, um, which is what you want them to do. And so we're going to come back next week and continue talking about some of these things. So click on the next link. <laughs> Hit forward or just wait a week <laughs> if, if you're current. Good for you. And we'll see you next week.
That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless. Thank you.